It's time for conversations about our food and how it's grown on Farm to Table Talk with your host, Roger Wasson. Well, it all comes to the table. We talk about how the food is produced and how it's prepared. And we talk about chefs and farmers, a little bit about consumers. We're going to talk a little bit about tying it all together and the consumer end of it today. Uh, And my guest today feels that technology can play a part in the future enjoyment and profitability for restaurants of uh, applying technology. And I want to welcome Eric Seymour. And Eric is uh, Eric. I'm going to let you introduce yourself with your company. As your vice president, I see a channel progress or pro- programs, channel programs, and yes, I sir. have no idea what that is. What <laughs> is uh, you know, I, I like to keep it that way. That way, it's kind of like I'm a consultant. They don't really know what I do. No, uh, so I handle uh, partnerships. So we do anything from integration partnerships to strategic partnerships at me and you. Uh, with food distribution or liquor distribution companies and things of that nature. So, uh, but me and you specifically as a global leader, what I tell people is we're global leader in increasing revenue by about 20 to 30%. And we do that through the use of a smart QR code. Oh, you know what? It's QR codes, smart QR codes. Actually, when I was trying to explain to somebody, you were going to be on and they'd say, well, what does that have to do with farm to table talk? And before I could try to come up with an explanation of why I'm talking to somebody on this end of technology, they said, you know what I wish? I wish that I could pick up a menu and there was a QR code and I could visit the ranch where the cattle came from or visit the farm or visit the vineyard. And they answered their own question. I mean, they were volunteering the role of QR codes before I even had a chance to get it out of my mouth. So that's interesting. So you do that kind of thing? Well, we specifically handle the ordering side of things. So what I what we like to do is we specialize in the transactional piece of the relationship inside of a restaurant. And so, um, you know, historically, when you come in and you sit down at a table, you have to wait for a server to come over. Um, you know, server greets you, ask if you're ready for your order. If you say no, they move on to the next table because they, they're worried about getting from table to table to table to the point of sale system. Um, what we do with that QR code is when you scan that QR code here in the United States, we're used to that taking you to a PDF menu. Um, with well, our slow, slow down a little bit. So uh, when you scan it in the United States, it takes you where? Well, here in the United States, we've all since uh, since COVID, you're used to seeing QR codes on tables since COVID hit. And when you scan that QR code, that just takes you to a PDF version of the menu on your phone. Oh, um, sure. And, you know, you can scroll in and, and uh, increase the sizing of the letter, but it's nothing more than their their normal paper menu just on your phone. Um, what a smart QR code is very different in the fact that when you scan on that QR code, there's a couple of things that happen for marketing capabilities uh, right off the bat. But then it actually opens a live integration into the point of sale system. So when I sit at a table, I can scan that QR code. And it pulls up the drink menu and the food menu complete with photos or video of the food and drink. And so I can scroll through and look through and actually start ordering my first round of drinks and appetizers before the server ever comes to my table. I like that. You know, that's the the one thing I look for in a server when I go to restaurants. I, I love them to certain restaurants. I love them to bring the taco chips real quick. 
And then you can start chowing down on those, which is probably a bad habit. I should wait a little bit, bit longer. But getting something on the table fairly quick is good. And then you can study it a bit. You then, know, yeah. there's a couple of parts to it. You know, it's good for the consumer because it makes you happy. Um, you're not sitting and waiting like we normally do. You know, servers are busy. Um, and so especially with staffing issues, maybe they're stretched a little bit thinner than they normally are versus if I can handle that ordering process that we call the frictional piece of it, you're going to order more. You're going to order more frequently um, and you're going to be happier, which means that you're in turn going to most likely at the end of the uh, at the end of the evening tip higher. So the server is going to be happier because they're making more revenue. The restaurant's happier because they're making more revenue. Uh, so that's that's kind of the basis of this type of technology. So what it starts with, uh, you would actually back to ha having a QR code like on the table. Usually it's, you know, something that's wrapped in plastic or something. There's a little card on the table sometimes. And it seems like it should be a, a little bit cooler looking than that. I mean, oftentimes it, it really is just a card, you know, a plastic, plastic card that's on the table. And you're supposed to point your phone at it. Takes a, some people that aren't used to the QR code yet have to get used to turning, taking their smartphone. So first of all, they need to have a smartphone. And then they have to point the camera at it and then get used to that little yellow box zeroing in. And then seeing this yellow print and small print at the bottom of your screen that you got to touch and it opens the page and then you see the menu. So that shows the information. So what you do is allow them to not only pick it, but actually order from that? Absolutely. From the second they sit down, they can go through that. They can choose their drinks. Um, the technology is incredibly intelligent, obviously, because if they do something as simple as we order drinks, but we haven't ordered food yet, it's going to upsell you. So it's going to stop you when you go to check out and say, well, wait a second, how about these food options? And so it's going to constantly try to do uh, an upsell or a cross sell, which we know as, as humans, the busier we get, the more we forget to do those things. So we're we're capturing all those incremental sales that are normally missed because you can't find your server or maybe you want to order a certain way. But, you know, if I'm ordering from somebody, I may not add two patties to my hamburger. But if I'm ordering myself, I don't care. And I'm going to add a second patty to my hamburger. So absolutely. The second you set down, you, know, you scan on there, it opens up the, the menu. And from your individual phone, you get to start the ordering process. So what about adding more story? Is there a way to get deeper than the menu? Is there a way to kind of get to one level and say, well, okay, here you got this, whatever, uh, some sort of a, maybe it's your hamburger and you want to know that it came from uh, cattle raised in Montana or something. Will there be a way to go deeper and say, I want to know more. I want to know where it came from. I want to know whether this lamb is Australian or, or, or American, you know, that kind of thing. That's all based on how the menu itself is built. That's all information that they can build into it. So if you have a Wagyu burger that comes from a specific ranch, we can build it into the menu. So as it pops up to that burger, part of the description of the burger is, um, you know, uh, Wagyu meat based from Ranger cattle at Austin, Texas. And so you can definitely put that information within the description inside the menu. I love that. And then the other thing is some people are looking at trying to make sure that things are you know they're raised a certain way so it might identify it as organic or or even if they said well why do what does that mean 
and uh, you know, so they can keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. Whose job is it to build that? I mean, if you uh, so, if a restaurant, you know, the very basic thing is, I want to ask you about this: is that you've got a menu, and then you just said, okay, now I'm going to create a QR code. How do you do that? How does somebody create a QR code? So the answer is we handle all of that process up front. We handle the initial build. We provide the QR code. Uh, we provide all of that. We provide the photographer that's going to come out to the restaurant and take the photos of the food and drink, which is very unique to this industry. I came from the point of sale world. And if you wanted something like online ordering that's going to require photos like this, I'd tell you to hire a photographer. The photos have to be at a certain resolution. And when I got them, if they didn't work, I'd tell you to bring the photographer back out. Um, those are all things that we handle on our end. And so once the contract signed, we we set up a kick up, kickoff call um, and then schedule in the photographer. Uh, we've had the QR codes built specifically for that site. Now, we don't do just uh, like you're talking about a card that sits on a table. What we use is called Billy, the beacon. And it's uh, about a three inch acrylic beacon that is actually designed and customizable to the restaurateur's location. So it's their branding, their colors, their logo, um, and that it has both a QR code and an NFC chip inside of it. And so they can either tap on that or they can scan with their camera um, and pull it up either, either way. That also gives them the ability, that NFC chip gives them the ability to, um, once they touch that, we were talking about marketing capabilities early on. The very first thing that it does when they scan on there is it grabs their social media bots, not their true information, but the bots associated with their Facebook and Instagram. And if your operators are active on Facebook or Instagram, that's not going to drop into my feeds. So I'm going to see that special that they're running here in Asheville over the weekend for um, their big uh, fall leaf changing color season that they're doing. Um, and those are all free marketing tools that come with the product. You know, I remember uh, when the QR codes were coming out, I was getting so excited about them. I thought I had so much information that you could provide there. And really, we run out of space on labels at retail level. And so, you know, all the retail packaging is trying to put all these stories about how the food was produced, where it came from, and all this information. Before you know it, they've used up the whole label. And so you put a QR code, the idea was, well, we can get in there. We can find out whether there was something, some production practices that, you know, we needed to know about. So I started looking at it and I thought these QR codes are ugly. And uh, there was something like a, a watermark and that you could almost kind of like disguise all the information and put it into any kind of any kind of form. And in fact, I even had them make a, a business card for me that used my logo and that you could you could uh, point your camera at the at the logo on my business card, and it opened up a website and had all of the information on it. But apparently, that didn't go anywhere because you still keep seeing the QR codes. Well, and here's the thing: is is that what you have with the QR codes is you have something that's readily readily identifiable by just about everybody who's going to restaurants, right? They're used to a QR code. If you built it into a logo. I'm not going to know to point my phone at a logo. I know to point my phone at a QR code. Um, and that, you know, because it's there's so many different options for you. You may want it in your logo or somebody else. They may want it, uh, you know, in something completely different, you know. Uh, and so the QR code is universally recognized. And so therefore it's it's going to stick around. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Who owns those? 
I mean, who, there must be somebody you have to pay a fee or something to, right, to be able to uh, use QR codes. There's a there's a fee to have them generated, um, but uh, you know, as far as the ownership of that specific QR code, that it's the restaurant. Yeah. Well, we're we're talking about restaurants in particular today, but I have been into other institutions too that you go in and there's a there are QR codes that you can follow what the program of the day would be, and I even ordered bread with a qr code and i could go you know you know scan it and then look which one i wanted to get when you're in a long line at one of these bakeries that are pretty selective about getting in there so you know it you can make a case for you know get over it get with qr codes i mean uh is this something that is um really easily scalable up and down you know from small uh, a small cafe or a coffee shop or you know taco bell uh is it virtually the same technology and it's something you don't have to be a big company to be able to utilize it is it, that's one of the biggest the the biggest uh bits of information that we battle um here in the united states we're not great about adopting technology we're just not if you look at emv or chip on credit cards we started implementing that 15 years or more ago, and we still haven't gotten it completely right. And it's still not everywhere in universal yet. And so we're historically really bad about implementing technology in the restaurant world here in the United States. Um, and one of the big, big things that we battle is that people feel that technology has to be two things, expensive and difficult. Mm -hmm. And it's not either. And so Absolutely. A, a venue that is a, a smaller location um, can use technology like this and it's, it's not going to cost them a tremendous amount of money up front in any way, shape or form. And it can be scalable to, you know, somebody like a, a walk-ons or a Chili's or somebody like that. Um, so absolutely, it, it can touch every gamut of the restaurant industry. Now, where you don't want to see, you know, we like to stress that technology is important. And the more you utilize technology, the more restaurateurs are going to become efficient. And that's the bottom line. There are certain environments that you, as a consumer, don't want to see this technology. If I go to a high-end steakhouse, that's not the experience that I want. But at a Chili's or a fast casual location or a counter service um, or an area that's got a big patio or a big bar that I would have to get up leave conversation and walk over to to order my next round. Those are all venues that this fits perfectly into. Um, and so that's that's where we like to make sure in our consultative sales that we do that it's it's the right fit, um, it's the right location, and we can move those the needle for the restaurateur. Well, but you know, the earlier example you have of the Wangu cattle, for example, though, I see going to a high-end steakhouse for that. And actually, uh, really being curious about where the beef came from and and some more story. That that's something that though it would be a QR code that's just printed onto their menu, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and so that well, you can true. see it right there, and, and it would take you. Some, that wouldn't have an integration into the point of sale system, mm -hmm. which is what we specialize in. It's really interesting because I think that again, when you're providing uh, this kind of service and you're trying to help restaurants be profitable and you're trying to have consumers enjoy the experience and make it easier for them 
think it's important to remember that the story itself and having a story, having information readily accessible is one of the most important things you can deliver. I mean, you want something delicious and you want to enjoy a meal and not have it you know, too expensive. And if you're a restaurant operator, you want business to go well and be profitable and so forth. But it'd be easy to overlook making information a part of it and doing it doing its job. Really, really intriguing. What are some of the other applications of technology that you that you look at that are going to be revolutionizing the restaurant industry? I mean, there's there's tons of technology that's out there that people just aren't using right now. Um, obviously, from from an ordering aspect, um, we feel that this type of technology, um, order and pay at the table, or what we call flex, which is two way ordering, which is the next generation of QR codes that we just launched. Um, two-way ordering, when you scan that QR code at the table, not only does it allow you to order as a consumer, it also actually opens a live check inside the point of sale system. So now the server can manipulate the check or the consumer can manipulate the check. And so we're one of the first in, in the world to come out with that specific uh, piece of technology. Um, there's other technology that exists out there that restaurateurs don't take advantage of that aren't difficult but are absolutely game changers. And one of the things that we talk when we sit on panels about is the fact that the cost of doing business these days has gone up tremendously. And one of the most simple things that restaurateurs need to do is costing. What are you spending on your food? Do you have the recipes built in your point of sale system so that as you're, you're keeping track of your inventory, it's also keeping track of your spend. And what we've seen is if we've talked to several restaurateurs who are like, well, I've charged this for the last six years. Well, if you haven't changed your prices in the last six years, you're losing money because the cost of doing business has grown tremendously since then. Sure. And so it's simple things of, of utilizing what's in the point of sale system or add-ons that handle inventory and costing and things of that nature that really give them insight on how to drive their business. Yeah. That's exciting. I, you know, I keep kind of thinking ahead. Like, for example, I'm back with a QR code right now. Uh, part of the information that we, I would imagine, you could create a QR code for this particular podcast, couldn't you? Uh, you Absolutely. There's somebody that could generate a QR code for your podcast. Absolutely. It sounds like you're trying to make sure you're not the one that has to do it, though. Well, again, we, we specifically specialize in hospitality market. We don't create just generic QR codes. Right. Our QR codes are very specific. Um, they have direct integrations into point of sale systems specifically for the restaurant uh, and hospitality market. Um, and so it's not just a generic QR code that has information. All of ours tie into a point of sale system and allow for the ordering process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm intrigued because, you know, for example, right now we do this podcast. And I edit the podcast, and then I've got people kind of around the world that are checking it out. And basically, it's all the places that you get podcasts, it shows up. So somebody looks for Farm to Table Talk. And then if I was a little bit more energetic, I would be pushing it more, And uh, but I'm not that energetic. However, <laughs> uh, the fact that you could also, if you could generate uh, you know, QR codes re readily, that people could find and be able to just say, okay, here's the podcast. And you can go see Roger and Eric talking about the applications of this technology. I find that intriguing. 
I, I guess I'm I'm back to this idea that QR codes are probably here to stay. I guess that's one of the messages I'm getting from from you. Because like I said, I, I think I found earlier on there's a way to make them more attractive. And you can embed them in all sorts of things, but people wouldn't know it was there. And so somehow we're not going to run out of little squiggly lines. I mean, that we can do a million trillion of these things and, and we're not going to find that, oh, sorry, we can't do any more QR codes because all the patterns have been used. This is just infinite? Well, and there's also... So each of our QR codes are based on um, the continent that, that they sit on, and right. So uh, the country they live in. So, um, for instance, we have the same technology. We call them, being, like I said, Billy the Beacon. If I get a beacon that's programmed for, um, say, Australia or the UK or New Zealand, um, it may have that same QR code, but because it's based out of another country, it's not going to work here. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, it is so there may be some overlap in other countries, um, but not here within the United States. You know, the QR code is I mean, the I'd have to do some research, to be honest with you. I don't know what the number is, but I'm sure the variables on the number of QR codes that can exist is absolutely outrageous when you think about how many dots exist inside of one of those boxes. Yeah, no, no, it's it it really is incredible. Now, one of the things that you do require, though, is that it has to have has to be relatively smartphone. I guess there's been phones that took that were cameras, but they weren't necessarily reading the QR code. Is there a certain person like, you know, I don't know, like an Apple phone six or something earlier that wasn't working so good or anything like that now? now as long as you're as long as you're on a, an Apple phone, a Google phone, a, any of those types, uh, Android, um, it'll work. Now, if you pull out of your, your flip phone, um, from, you know, 1992, that it's, right. it's not going to work. But I, and I say that because I still have one somewhere in my house. Yeah. Uh, but but no, those won't work. But any version of a smartphone will work. Now, the only time that you'll see these not work is if people have uh, there. It's a lot of people have on their phones where they have uh, their search is kept private um, through a, a different instead of using a, a Google search or things of that nature, an Apple uh, generic, um, they pay for a, a third party service that keeps all of their searches private. That's not going to work. Now, in your system, so people could order as well, so they can see what's on the menu, they can read descriptions on the menu, they can place orders on the menu. Do they pay on that app as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. With the order and pay product, they pay as they go. With the Flex product, it opens a live, you know, like I said, a live check inside the point of sale. So mm -hmm. at the end of their meal, they have the ability to pay and they're done right there. And that's important, again, for the restaurateurs, because I like to tell everybody, think about your own experience. Why is this technology important? It's several factors. Think about the whole dining experience that you've had. How many times have you been to a restaurant where you wanted to place an order, you wanted another round of drinks, or you wanted to add an appetizer or dessert, you couldn't find a server, and you just get frustrated and you say, never mind. I just, I mean, yeah. next time we see them, I'll that's get my check. So we're, we're capturing all those sales that are normally lost, one, and that's incredibly important because that's revenue that's, that's never seen. Um, but at the end of it, what we're also doing is how many times have we sat and waited 15 or 20 minutes to get our check? because we couldn't find the server because they were so busy or whatever the case may be. Well, that's 
15 to 20 minutes of turn time on that table where sure. they could be generating more revenue. Sure. And so you multiply that 15 or 20 minutes times multiple seatings throughout the night times every single table. Now you're putting more butts and seats throughout the night. So that's another increase in revenue on top of capturing all the lost sales that fall into those categories. Now, do you put those tip choices on there too? Absolutely. So I keep thinking any day now, I'm going to see that the bottom tip is 30% because they just keep crawling up. You know, it's something it's going to be, here's your tip, 30%, 40%, 50%, 60%. And some of us would just go ahead and check and say, gee, I guess that's what everybody's doing these days. Because it did, it started out that these were, you know, starting at like 15%. Now a lot of them don't even let you start at 15%. And that, and some places that are just getting takeout and you have to struggle with this protocols and gee, I feel like a jerk if I'm not giving a tip. But then I never had anybody wait on me and I went up to the window to get my get something to go. And um, so I'm going to hold you, you responsible at, for that, Eric. Yeah, you look at you look at uh, fast food restaurants now nowadays are a lot of those are tipping, uh, which it blows my mind. You know, I, I ordered a sandwich. And you want me to tip 20%. And so, but tips are usually set up by the restaurateur. We give them control of that. That's not something that we set. So we ask them, um, you know, where do you want it set at? And what do you want the standards to be? And then, of course, there's usually another option where you can go in and, and define what you want it to be. I have to admit, most of the time, my first choice would be have a friendly wait staff come up to me and greet me and very quickly take care of your order and so forth. But often the other example you gave is what happens is you're looking or looking and looking saying, gee, I want to place an order or I want to order something else. And there's nobody there. And then you get very impatient and wish you could, you know, pick this, pick your phone up and get it more quickly. Yeah, there's a, there's a balance, right? There's, there has to be a balance because when I go to a restaurant, I still want human, human interaction. That's why I'm going to a restaurant. And so uh, other than the fact that I didn't cook that night. Um, so you still want that human interaction. And so what we'd like to tell everybody is the technology is not there to take the, the server's job. What we want to do is we want to repurpose the server because we're handling the transactional piece of that, the frictional piece of the relationship. The server doesn't have to worry about that getting from table to table to table to the point of sale system like we talked about. So now that server has time to stop at my table. And instead of saying, are you ready to place your order? And I say no. And then walking away because I've got to get to another table, they can stop now and spend some time with us. Oh, have you ever been here before? No? Let me tell you a little bit about us. Yeah. Tell me what you like and maybe I can point something. So we actually want the server to spend more time at the table, making sure that the experience is good and less time worrying about the transactional piece of the relationship. So we can feel good about the technology. It's solving a problem. It's helping the restaurants. And oftentimes it's going to be good for consumers because it's getting taken care of more quickly. I still want to, now I want to circle back to this idea of being able to add information because in the menu itself, say that they pull up, can they embed additional QR codes once it takes you to a site or that leads you to another site? If you do want to see how the, um, how the livestock were raised or how the crops were raised or where the food came from. Can those stories be updated in those links? You know what I would have to, the answer is honestly, I don't know what I would have to do is go back to our team and see if we could, you could not embed another QR code because the QR code is based on your camera. So okay. it, 
it can't see a QR code that's on your screen. Right. But what I'm curious is if we could, and I don't know why we couldn't, if we could embed a link, a web link that then takes you, you know, inside the description, it tells you that it's, you know, uh, Wagyu beef from Ranger cattle, but right. then there's a web link to Ranger cattle that we can right. embed inside of that. So you can click that link and it takes you over to what Ranger Cattle's website and you can read all about Ranger Cattle. Hey, well, write that idea down. I think that I think that's doable. I, I think that there are so many farmers that I've talked to and restaurants that are proud of the connection that they have. And there are restaurants that have people coming to those restaurants because there's a certain production practice. There's a story behind raised tomatoes or, you know, somebody else's. So it's just putting the name on there sounds great, sounds authentic. But I suspect a lot of people are wanting to go a little deeper than that. If you could do those links so that, again, if you open the menu before you place the order and there's a link to the website, you could click on that and see Mary's chickens, for example. You know, well, where did Mary's chickens come from? And, hey, you know, we should get those. It's a good story here. So that's the connection that I think that some of my farm to table talk listeners are thinking of. Uh, they support good restaurants. They're selling to restaurants. They're eating at the restaurants. But they care about how their food is produced. They're curious about it. And it seems to me if you're in the information business, you can satisfy that curiosity. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely talk to our developers and see if there's a way to put that link. And then uh, you know, I'll sh shoot you a follow-up email and let you know what they came back with. Well, we can play with it on my website, too. I've got farmtotabletalk.com. Look at all the podcasts we have on there. And actually, I was as we were speaking, I'm thinking I've had so many restaurants as guests on Farm to Table Talk and farmers as guests on Farm to Table Talk. And what they're all talking about is they're sharing their story. And you're just saying there's another efficient time and place to share stories. I'm saying that at least. And when you're getting hungry and you're getting ready to order something, uh, what better time? When is it more on your mind than right then? Absolutely. Well, you know, I think it's I think it's exciting. I've um, like I say, I my interest peaked a while back on QR codes, and I thought, oh, I don't know if this is ever going to go, but it is. And and you make a really good point too. It's one of the reasons that it can it can hang in there is that people are starting to figure out what it is. I don't know, though, it's one of the little annoying things that happens is that you see them using them on TV shows now and they flash them on the screen for more information. You know, you're supposed to hit this QR code and they leave it like two seconds. And you, know, <laughs> you have to be sitting there with your your phone in your hand, your watch or your your uh, iPhone in your hand and pointing at the screen so that you could get that information as quick as it pops up on the on the TV screen. <laughs> but, but, but what a technology. And again, I think the appealing thing uh, is to just get more information easier. And I, I appreciated your answer too, Eric, on the fact that while we crave to have the human connection, that there's a lot of ways that this can smooth it out and make things go a little better and a little faster. Absolutely. The, the whole goal is to make it more efficient for the and more profitable for the restaurateur and more efficient and easier for the server, as well as increasing revenue to the server themselves, right? Because if, if you're happier and you're spending more money, they're making more money. Sure, sure. 
Well, if people would like to know more about what you have to offer, this wasn't intended to be just a great big commercial. It was to talk about the <laughs> technology that makes some sense. However, I sure appreciate your time and want to uh, give you a chance to say where your contact information. People listening to this would like to get a hold of you and find out more about this program. How do they do that? Yeah, so our website is uh, www me and you and it's m-e-a-n-d-u.com um, or they can reach out to me at eric which is e-r-i-c dot seymour s-e-y-m-o-u-r at me and you.com eric thanks for being on farm to table talk we've got more ways to get more stories out and what can be better than that so absolutely appreciate it You've been listening to Farm to Table Talk with your host, Roger Wasson. 